listening to this Black Girl Podcast, our inaugural episode. <laughs> this <laughs> is your girl Lola. You can find me on Instagram at Ola.Miss.Lola. And this is your girl Hill Diva. Hill Diva brings a fever. <laughs> And you can find me on Instagram on my page, which is gugu.nation, gugu spelled G-U-G-U dot nation. Or you can also follow this podcast at this Black Girl Podcast on Instagram. But girl, let's just get into it. How are you doing? It's, it's COVID season. How are you doing? Oh, I, honestly, every time I hear COVID, it just... I just get put in another type of mood, <laughs> you know. It's been, it's been over a year since hearing, first hearing about this COVID-19 flu. Um, March 17th, actually, I believe, or March 16th, around mid-March, will mark a year of lockdown. I know. How do you feel? To be honest, like, in the sense that we need this to fight this pandemic, it doesn't bother me. But to be honest, in the sense of just me being a woman and an extrovert and liking to be out and enjoying life, I can't stand it. And I, I really want this these vaccines or whatever they need to get done to get done so we can all, you know, finally get, you know, get past this. But, but I mean, I guess for myself, like, I have mixed feelings about COVID. Um, I love the fact that I don't have to leave the house. It's great. I love to see it. But then I also realize I like being home alone. (laughs) Not not always necessarily with other people. Like, yeah, sure, other people are great when you... I don't know. I feel like it's taught me about, like... um, It's reminded me about boundaries. It's reminded me, like, how close sometimes mm-hmm. and um, don't get me wrong I still get cabin fever where like you'll see me girl I'll still on a full face seat just <laughs> to go to the dollar store okay I'm so, not playing trust me that's me just to take but, the garbage out <laughs> going to the grocery store the essential shopping is now like the, the going out for me and mm-hmm. I don't mind it because like I'm not gonna lie I don't I don't miss like late night like running into drunk people um, people falling over at the club and like like I don't miss that I don't miss none of that oh god no god no I for me it's more like I just want to go out and have a nice dinner with my ladies have a couple of drinks on the town and just and just to be honest just the regular things that we take for granted like just being yeah. able to have a bunch of people at my house, you know, having a good time and not feeling like somebody sniffled. So, oh no, like exhibit A, this is, you know, this is, uh, what do you call it? Zero, person zero, patient zero. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, like, um, I I do love a a good girls night. I miss that. I definitely Mm -hmm. miss that because like, especially like when it comes around to like my birthday and like the holidays and stuff, like I like to do stuff to have people over and having like cute little gathering because like you said having like girls some good food some good drinks and some laughing like I'm, I'm great I'm mm-hmm. great 
I don't I don't need more than that. I don't need less than that. You know? Right, exactly. Um, so I definitely do miss that. I don't miss a lot of the craziness. I am a little annoyed because like the desperados for Halloween. Oh can yeah. we talk about them for a minute? Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like the desperate people that were so like I'm sorry. Who wakes up out of their bed and says, I need to put on a costume and face paint and get all hot and sweaty dancing next to a stranger for four hours? Oh, gosh. Well, what where is that? Where, where is that? Where is that happening? I mean, because during Halloween, girl, there was so many Halloween parties. There was illegal parties. There was, like, there was footage all over um, the, of, like, certain venues. I'm not going to list them because I don't remember, so I don't want to defame anything with anybody. But, like, there were a few venues that opened, like, low-key parties that had, like, hundreds of people packed in there. There was, like, people who had parties in, like, tents. So, technically, the tent, like, a pop-up tent, so it was technically outdoors. But, like... <laughs> The tent has walls, so they were enclosed, and it's like people packed in clothes. I've even heard, I don't even know, I, I pray that this isn't in Canada. I'm praying that this is something in the U.S. But I saw footage of a sewer party. What? Where, like, there was a, uh, uh, they gave out some location, and I would go to the location, there's a sewer grate or whatever. I I, I pretty sure this is in the state. Did you say a um, sewer, like an underground yeah, rat yeah. infested take off, take off the lid, you take off That's the metal cool. lid and you go down the ladder you and it it's a concrete and water filled space with graffiti and party lights and, and no. club music. Okay, no. Like, at this point now, you're, you're we're crossing over from COVID territory to just any STD or God knows no. what. Okay. Gross. It was gross. I it can't. Gross. I can't. Like, but um, yeah. So that that level of desperation to be out, like, I can't relate. Okay. I really cannot. Well, that's definitely um the contrast between the city, but in the suburbs, it was actually the complete opposite. Um, <laughs> you know, I I told you before I went to my sister's house. Um, for Halloween just to go see what my niece was up to we we didn't do anything this year and so I all I saw literally was one little girl walking on the dark street with her dad one little witch dressed up and she was just like hello hello and yes literally there was nobody out and that's usually where I would go every year um, to yeah. the, and usually there's a good you know amount of kids going up and down and I was just like wow but who the heck would take their kids out though? I was like, hell no, I would never take my kids out during a pandemic. Oh my gosh, neither would I. Like, could never, would never, should never. I just, you know, I understand why parents might want to do that, but I just think that the risks outweigh the rewards. Like, go to Dollar Grandma. I was gonna say some friggin' dollar store candy, like seriously, right? Like you're not getting anything that you can't buy yourself, like you know, unless you're going to Bill Bill Gates' house. Like maybe that's the only time I'd go (laughs) during a pandemic. Okay, I get some iPads, throw in some AirPods, iBuds, whatever the heck you want to call them. (laughs) I'll go for that, but (laughs) not for no dollar. Okay, so like speaking of speaking of COVID and things that are not worth it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Toronto, I know, I know your region can't relate. I'm not going to specify which region that is, 
Mm-hmm. But um, Toronto is in stage two, a modified stage two. Mm-hmm. So retail stores closed. Um, uh, specialty stores, we don't know her. Mm-hmm. Uh, only things that are open is like essentials. So like the Walmart, the girl, even Costco got fined for selling non-essential items during the pandemic. Are you serious? For selling what? Five thousand blanking dollars for selling non-essentials during during a pandemic. No, but like, what what are they considering non-essential? Non-essentials. I have no clue. And that's stupid. And, and first off, five thousand dollars is like two cents to Costco, so I I don't. Well, that's their hot dog money. That's their hot dog money during their lunch hour. They don't care. It, thank you. That's like the dollar fifty free hot dogs exactly that they get <laughs> to them. So that's nothing. Like why make it fifty thousand and maybe you'll turn their head? But I don't even think that. But um, so, that's not even like that's like one employee, one part time employee. Them firing. So that what they really did is lost somebody a job during COVID. <laughs> oh, let's hope not. Okay. Hope not. But yeah, so we're modified stage two because there's a lot of places that are closed. There are a few places that are open. Obviously, it's a lot of it's a lot of what they deem as essential. So I guess essential for life slash work. Mm-hmm. I guess the people a lot of people work from home. So, um, like. The Staples are open, the Best Buys are open, the Starbucks are open, um, the Walmarts are open, yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, as you obviously must have heard of, most people in Toronto have heard of, there is the barbecue guy. I refuse to name him by name, mm-hmm. and I refuse to name his business because we don't endorse these types of businesses. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about it just a little Okay. So Barbecue Guy, who who's in the Toronto region, decided to reopen his business. His business was not eligible for dine-in patrons. His, his business is eligible for deliveries, for takeout even, but not dine-in. Mm-hmm. He was so offended by not being able to be eligible for dine-in that he opened it for dine-in anyway. So the first day of the, of the lockdown, he opened for dine-in. Police came, asked him to close down. After some persuasion, he closed down mm-hmm. and then reopened the second day. Um, during the second day, the ministry—I think it was the some health, some health body, some health government representation, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Toronto Public Health. health, 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 health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, health inspection. Um, they mandated that he close down. They're like, you know, due to issues with COVID, modified issues, yada, 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 please close down, you need to close down, please close down, and was told to not reopen. Um, so then the third day came around, and he opened again. Huh. The police returned a third time, and it was after that third time that he was finally arrested, not without another person of a different um, race who was taken down as well because he was so upset that that this particular man who was illegally reopening his business um, was being arrested for it decided to throw punches at police officers and is now also facing seven charges on top of this original man's nine charges okay Okay, this is ridiculous now (laughs) like this is out of order like what what is jerry springer i can't 
So once he got arrested, um, there was a GoFundMe page for this man who owned three businesses, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, this man who owns three businesses, he had a GoFundMe raised for him. They wanted to raise $10,000 towards his legal fees for being arrested. Before the end of the day, they raised over $45,000. Wow. By the time he was released on bail, he had raised 190000 just under. And by the time he left the police station out on bail and headed to an anti-mask rally to encourage other businesses and patrons to open up their businesses, wow. he had raised almost $301,000. I feel like a bunch of Trump supporters in the States are watching this crap and are trying to get the Canadians buck wild. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Honest to God, I don't know. Like, what is going on right now? At, at the end of the day, like, I understand, um, you know, small businesses wanting to keep their businesses going, but you were not shut down, boo-boo. Like, you were able to do takeout. I think that is reasonable considering the times right now. It's not that Okay, well, here's the thing. With takeout, with takeout, I slightly understand as a um, heavy user of, of the various apps. I'm not going to name them because they're not sponsoring us. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as those those users, a user of those, those types of apps, you know, like when you have to get it delivered, you have to pay the delivery fee, you have to pay... Um, you have to pay a tip, you have to do all of this type of stuff, which adds to your bill and can easily add like $10 on top of your original bill when you could, you know, go to the place and pick up the food. But in that case, though, I'm still agreeing with you because guess what? You can have takeout or you can have pickup. You can order something from right. pickup. Have a pickup window. I've seen so many places all over the city that have set up their own modified pickup station where they have like you know a bar like um not barred but like uh covered space where like you can't interact with the person they slide your order like you confirm your order number they present you your order you pick it up and you go he could easily be doing this like what is the need to have an extra 20 people 20 bodies in your store for because like no tea no shade it's not like his restaurant is feeding hundreds of people right okay and you've got three locations like why are you that upset just go on and double up on the marketing double up on getting that word out and yeah. what you're doing you know try to somehow be get creative and try to adjust your services but to tell all these other crazies you know just come here come and beat up cops with me while I apparently you know what <laughs> I heard that this man too the third time when he got in to his store he wasn't even allowed to be on the premises after the health department came and shut him yeah, down they broke down the wall they broke down a wall yes, I heard lied. like what a, like I can't like how are you breaking and entering in your own restaurant right <laughs> you are your own property. I wonder if he's going to claim his insurance on that and I hope the insurance if, they, if he buys various insurance company I hope you deny him and I hope oh, you use this podcast as evidence because we are talking about a documented event it happened last or earlier earlier in the week we're recording it's on Sunday crazy. this happened mm -hmm. exactly a week ago okay this whole thing you can follow it just scale it back one week <laughs> I just, yeah I'm, I'm just it, it's crazy let's just agree this man is off of the edge I don't know I don't even know how to describe him 
the audacity. It's what yeah. I've called last year. Last year, I, I named 2019 the audacity. Mm-hmm. Um, 2020 doesn't have a name yet. It's it's been a wild ride. Oh my god, oh. roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> roller coaster. Um, but it will be named eventually. But 2019 was the audacity. It's still dragging over into hard into 2020. This person is like patriot saint right now of audacity because it's like I feel for small businesses. You have a small business. I have a small business. Other people we know have small businesses. So like I feel it. Like it's hard for everybody right now. But the whole point right now is to be creative. It's not like people aren't spending money. They are spending money because they're at home a bit more. They're seeing more things. Right. So you have to be creative by having like doing something like this that risks public health and public safety is just not like it's not cute. I agree exactly, and I feel sorry for the people who are that desperate for chicken and ribs that they're willing to run out of their home, their health, that of their counterparts, their peers, their family members who may be susceptible to this and at risk. So. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. Literally, Google on YouTube Mm -hmm. how to make ribs. Honestly. Very easy. Very easy. Google is your best friend. (laughs) And Food Network. (laughs) Like, you're home anyway, okay? Start making something. Just put put down the bread recipes and just make your own ribs. (laughs) Honestly. But on to our next topic... Speaking of the crazy 2020, and oh people my God. who just don't want to listen to the law, Donald Trump. Oh, girl. You know what? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to preempt this now because we're already, we're already riding, riding the, the, the waves in terms of timelines right now. Mm-hmm. I want you to say what you need to say. I'm just going to sit back and indulge because I love hearing you call. (laughs) (laughs) You're killing me. No, like Donald Trump, I was going to introduce him as the the professional squatter in chief denying like he's an Egyptian because he's in denial (laughs) consistently. Um, And he so therefore he's an immigrant and therefore, you know, they should check his birth certificate. Let's start that birth story. okay? Okay. Come on, congratulations to <laughs> President-elect Biden for oh, winning yes. not once, not twice, not three, but four times. Oh, oh yes. Congratulations. <laughs> also, side note, it was published today, his his um, communications team is, has been announced and it is made up of all women. Seven wow. Women his communications department, including, I believe, two to three people of color with two women specifically who are black. Wow. Well, good for him. Honestly, already I'm impressed. And I will say, too, one thing I do like about Joe Biden is that the fact that he chose Kamala Harris as his running mate. Um, oh, he did that for clout. I was so he impressed. And I know. And, can I be honest? Girl, was, if, this was, if this was four years ago and he was running against Barack Obama, it would not be Kamala Harris. Of course not. Of course not. Girl, bye. Girl, bye. <laughs> to be honest, she, Kamala Harris can thank George Floyd for that, okay? Let's be real here. A lot of people right now getting raises and all that can all thank George Floyd. And I don't mean that even as a snub or anything. It's just a reality. That was the, the really 
paradigm shift moment where the whole world really saw the reality of black people in America and what risks they take even leaving their door every day to go to go get a pack of cigarettes okay so that is you know that was the eye-opener moment that really showed people wow like it was undeniable instance of racism right that um, people had to face but why I like hmm now back to the squash and cheese. Yeah, no, I was gonna on this last quick note of Kamala Harris. Why I'm glad he picked her is because the fact that Joe Biden is 78. God bless his soul. Okay, so I'm not putting nothing on him. <laughs> but she might be the first female president by by the end of these four years. Okay, we don't know. So I am so happy for her to even be running beside him. This also opens doors for her to one day be the next president. You know, you never know. You never know. Right. So. I'm so You're glad because right. he and he's actually the oldest elected president in U.S. history. So now let's go back to the second oldest. <laughs> oh okay, God. and the sourest president in U.S. history. Total milk. Yes. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Donald Trump. I, I honestly have no words for this man. I, I have no words for someone who claims to be the toughest man in the land. He's the, um, he's the law and order, um, you know, president of the United States. The fact that he can't even face the fact that he lost this election and all he does is feed people with, you know, Twitter scandals and, oh, it's, it's this controversy and it's that and this conspiracy, this and conspiracy that. First off, when, when this man even caught COVID, Okay, before he caught COVID, he's there peddling sperm doctors and witch doctors and hydrochloroquine and oh, let's inject bleach and da 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 da, risking people's lives. Some of his supporters are not that bright. But the moment this man catches it, why didn't you call the voodoo doctor? I saw all these white people behind you, all these professional white men at Westmount or whatever it was, Westgate. Where was his supply of Lysol to inject into his blood? Right, where was the bleach? I thought he was going to call Mr. Clean, get the bleach out. Where we call um Mrs. the sperm doctor lady, the voodoo lady, I don't know who she was. Nowhere to be found. Okay. I'm so thankful. What I thought was like poetic karma like traumatic justice mm-hmm. was when he dem- I believe he demanded a recount in Georgia, state of Georgia, okay? Mm-hmm. Because he thought, you know, this whole Joe Biden stole the election, yada yada bull. Mm-hmm. Um they did a recount. Girl, why did Joe Biden? They found Joe like an uh, extra hundred and thirty votes for Biden. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love I, it. I died, girl. I thought that was just that was too funny. I felt like when I saw that, I was like, "Oof, sir, just pack it in, right?" Pack it in. And that's pack it in. I thought like you you decided to quit. Just I, like even if you don't want to give up on PC, just say like, you know what. I've, I've done my job and I did it the best that anybody in the world will ever do it and nobody can talk to this but um, I need to take a break so, like he could have he even done that of course like okay sir okay goodbye the thing is though too that about him is what I like and both dislike is the fact that he is really showing who he is 
and not accepting the truth by denying the truth by creating all these lies you know he's showing us who he is this guy is garbage I'm just it just makes me sick that 70 million people were willing to sacrifice their country and the freedom of a lot of other people the dignity for, for a lot of people of color people of um you know different backgrounds and and you know levels of socioeconomic status I was gonna say it just it shows you it shows you their character you know that it's of like course. you're so selfish and self-centered that you'd rather put yourself first and, and and set fire to everybody else behind you burn the bridge behind you right exactly exactly in order to quote unquote get ahead right and like it, it just makes me sick to my stomach to know that this man was so ready to just let that country burn so i'm just so glad that joe biden won and he has to suck on all of that watch this man get inaugurated in january and watch his butt get dragged off to jail <laughs> we'll see I love it. trust me lord willing we'll see but you know what we're we're just about at that time so i think for now, now we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up um <laughs> yep i'm gonna wrap it up right now i'm just gonna i'm gonna we can edit this. I'm going to end it right now because at the end of the day, we had gotten cut off, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I'm going to cut it off right now. Okay. And so we're back. <laughs> a few technical difficulties. We're getting into the thick of it. But you know what? Let's move away from the rotting orange pumpkin. <laughs> Um, hey, don't insult pumpkins like that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> pumpkins are pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honestly. But um, did you get a chance to see Dave Chappelle's Unforgiven? Yes, I did. And um, honestly, I'm so glad I did. I am so glad I watched that. Because um, it actually popped up on me earlier today when I was just kind of scamming my YouTube um, and I saw another comedian give kind of a review of it and just mm-hmm. about how deep Chappelle got. And the funny thing is they, they did talk a lot about how the audience was so not ready for what he had to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and when I watched it, I felt that because no one was, you know, you're expecting him to be funny all the time. But I love the way that Dave Chappelle, like he's literally grown and come of age um, just so naturally within himself and yeah. he's not trying he's not trying to, to 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 gain our respect like he just has it his words just earn it every time he opens his mouth and it touched me it touched me to to watch that um to watch that that special if you want to call it that um it really touched me because he's been wronged and and they need to they need to pay this man his money Oh, girl, absolutely, absolutely. And the thing is, like, I find, like, he, since he's, like, he's, like, um, he kind of has turned, it feels like he's directed his humor to, like, that uncomfortable humor where you hear something and you uncomfortably laugh. You laugh because it bothers you. And I like the fact that he's trying to make people uncomfortable by getting a little too real, whereas that expectation for 
um, comedy shows is to just like kind of escape reality. Exactly. So he like kind of brings you right back down to earth and is like, sorry, wrong, wrong stage. If you exactly. It's so true. Everybody, everybody left their baggage at home to come there and get smack in the face with his. I was dying. <laughs> I was dying. And I loved it though. And, and you could tell too, I also felt yeah. that the audience is obviously starstruck, you know? So if I'm sitting in, in a nice little intimate setting with a you know a small crowd or I don't know how big the crowd was but it didn't feel too huge um and Dave Chappelle is just sitting on his little stool talking so candidly you're expecting it to be funny you think okay oh my god oh my god is Dave Chappelle what's he gonna say next you know yeah so um but to give everybody a brief backstory uh, in Unforgiven Dave Chappelle basically sits down does like a monologue talking about his life and he ties several instances from his younger days as a comedian he actually started out at age 14 I'm Mm -hmm. so impressed that alone (laughs) I was so touched when he said that I'm like when I was 14 I couldn't even like doing a presentation in front of my class felt like a friggin I needed an Oscar for that yeah nightmare don't kill me I like doing them but I could never think of saying something funny in front of a whole crowd of people and he was actually really good anyways he talks about you know getting um when he was young going through the trials and tribulations of being an upcoming comedian and he ties that into as he grows and as his career develops and he's coming of age um you know he's in his mid-20s no actually late 20s having more trials and tribulations and how you know getting bad deals yeah you know getting bad deals and getting ripped off by your you know what do you want to call it your label or whatever whatever your employer your boss yeah just your boss exactly whoever gave you that that spotlight right so He's talking about that and he at the end he does a call to action for people to stop watching his show on HBO Max. He's not boycotting HBO, but he's saying stop watching it because he is not getting paid for that content because he signed a bad contract. So I honestly I definitely encourage everybody to watch that because you see a man pour out his heart and I feel like you don't see enough of black men showing that emotional side um, Mm -hmm. media to show that you know we're not a bunch of just tough tough as nails tough hard back friggin people you know black people have feelings black people have emotions black people have black people have dreams aspirations goals we get disappointed we get hurt we cry we you know we have soft spots just like everybody else just because you don't see us front and center on every silver screen having emotions and writing letters to jen and and romeo and juliet doesn't mean that we don't have those feelings we don't have those love stories and we don't have absolutely well i was gonna say the stand-up moment for me which goes back to exactly what you're saying is the fact that Dave Chappelle called Netflix because Netflix had um, received access to the Chappelle show and was going to start broadcasting and premiering the Chappelle show on Netflix. He contacted Netflix and said, hey, this intellectual property is belongs to me. However, I'm not getting paid for it. It hurts my feelings to have this show on a platform that I share with you. Can you please take it down? And they did. The next day. I know. I loved hearing that. Oh, girl, when I say like that touched me so deep. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that because like you know a lot of shows well not even a lot of shows but a lot of companies only care about their pockets yeah you know and the Chappelle show is iconic in terms of like his work that really kind of built off his career and it's and it hurts that something that's so iconic and so legendary and so synonymous with him mm-hmm. is not um you know not benefiting him and mm-hmm. i'm just thankful that like they had enough integrity as a company to just be like you know what okay not a problem and they just took it down yeah, I agree. I agree. And it just shows the respect. Yeah. And and that is what people of color all deserve. You know, Absolutely. should not have to be a, a head executive, the wife of the head executive, the daughter of the head executive, the niece, the nephew, the cousin, the <laughs> uncle of the head executive. Thank you. In order to get basic human decency. Absolutely. And, and I appreciate them showing showing that they will get my membership for another month, another thirteen ninety five Netflix. You've Trust done good. me, that thirteen ninety nine doesn't money. hurt anymore. Officially, less, okay. It hurts a little less. It hurts a little less coming out. Yes, <laughs> honestly, and like I just applaud Dave Chappelle. I have to applaud him because this has been going on for decades. A lot of um, you know, a lot of artists and comedians have been going through this, and not everybody talks about it. Mm-hmm. So for him to just come out and just be so candid and talk talk about the real tea, just give the real tea of the situation. I respect that. Yeah. I love that. The transparency. The trans- yes. transparency for me. Yes. I love it. And it just it that I'm sorry, it gets me going. A man that is just so about his excuse me. I'm I'm getting choked up. <laughs> but a man that is just so about his craft and he takes it so serious. And this man's got millions in the bank. Like like you said, I think you told me earlier he got a sixty million dollar deal at Netflix. Yes, so he he's good. You know, he's not hurting. But the fact that they went and created rumors about this man, that he was on crack, oh, and that he went crazy. I'm like, how dare you? That's where the racism enters it. And I'm sorry. Well, you know what? You know what? Because we're nearing the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. We will save that, like, semi-deep dive of Dave Chappelle's career and how they tried to derail it. Mm-hmm. We'll dissect it for another episode. Yes, we shall. Itself deserves like full attention. It really does. I'm, I'm so upset, and I'm just I'm turned on by him. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love him. You know what, girl? We can talk about men's turn us on for another episode. That too. will be another episode. I I just love deep men. I love deep men that they take up their cross and they go to battle. That that's a man. That is a man. <laughs> When you are unafraid to voice your opinion and you let the real tea out, you don't care who gets burned. And that's it. I love it. I love it. Okay, well, you know what? We're going to wrap up this episode for now. Hopefully it was tasty and juicy enough for y'all. Thank you for joining us for the inaugurational episode. Thank and you. And subscribe for more. Yes. giving you more and more and another one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is not the end. This is just the beginning. So tune in. Absolutely, girl. So we're going to be signing out. Again, this is Lola. And Hill Diva. Yes, girl. You can find me on IG at ola.miss.lola. Yes, and you can hit up 
Google Nation to catch me when I am not on here. So, which <laughs> is occasionally blipping online. If you want to follow the podcast, our Instagram page is That Black Girl Podcast. Again, on IG as at That Black Girl Podcast. We'll be posting little snippets, previews, questions about various episodes. We want your feedback. We want. You know, we want y'all in on the tea. Mm-hmm. And until the next one, stay safe. All right. Bye. Okay, girl. So we got it. We got it. So.